Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Um, we're in our 22nd or 23rd year on the air with Voice America, and I'm very proud of that. Um, this is the program that shows you how to turn your problems into solutions and your obstacles into opportunities and make your dreams come true and share so many interesting things that are going on today. And it's informational, educational, and inspirational. And today we are talking about a subject that's dear to my heart because I do it all the time, and that's podcasting. And we're talking to an expert on podcasts, who does a lot of technical work on podcasts, and I've worked with her as well. My guest is Tiffany Mason. And before I introduce Tiffany, let me tell you something about podcasts. There are 464.7 million podcast listeners globally as of 2023. The number is predicted to reach 504.9 million by 2024. The podcast industry market size is $23.56 billion. Live podcasts are a big podcast trend for 2023 because people have started to appreciate natural, real-time, and spontaneous contact content over the edited, filtered, and scripted version. All right. Welcome, Tiffany Mason. Thank you so much, Patricia. Yeah, Tiffany Mason is the founder of Virtually You, a podcast services firm that helps clients launch, edit, brand, and manage their shows. And she is passionate about podcasting. And her goal is to erase the headache between the recording and the publishing. So, (laughs) Tiffany, how did you get into this? You, You weren't in it forever because podcasting is fairly recent, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's been about three years now. Um, I was in a job I hated and I was listening to podcasts while I was driving around because it was sales. So anyone in sales knows there's a lot of on the road time. And um, it was really talking about finding your passion and then developing it from there. And then um, she offers like this course. And so I took the course and I really thought I was going to um, find guests for other people's podcasts that were about music. And what ended up happening is I started my own podcast about music um, called Memories with a Beat. And I found out in that process, I really loved editing. I love putting on the headphones and I love, you know, uh, trimming and cutting and putting it back together and going, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing and learning all the tricks. And so, um, yeah, I just ended up finding that I loved it so much that I ended up listening to a few more podcasts on how to podcast. And, um, you know, from there, I just, the passion continues to grow. Isn't that great? You know, it's so interesting because Tiffany and I have worked together on projects and I do the, you know, it's kind of like, I help people write the book, if you will you know, in terms of the content and the flow and, 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 and the presentation skills and the format and how do you keep your listeners, but you have to then publish it just like you publish a book. <laughs> and so that's where Tiffany comes in is the publishing end. And so, you know, we, we all have our strengths, but this is so important. You One needs the other, you know, you can't mm-hmm. have this, this manuscript sitting there if you don't get it out there and you can't get it out there if you don't have the manuscript. Right. So talk about 
podcasting, just in terms of, you know, how they're heard and why you think they're so popular? Well, something that some people may not know is most phones, all phones come with an app on the phone. And so dependent on if you have a Apple device or an alternative device, it will have a app already on there for you. You can also access it through like Alexa or YouTube. Um, but the apps that you can get on your phone are going to be like the Samsung one, Apple, like I mentioned, but you can also listen to podcasts actually through Audible, Pandora, iHeartRadio, um, anybody who's offering po um, podcasts. Okay. And then, um, you know, there, there's really a growing popularity within mobile device users. And that is where we're seeing most of the listening occurring is like, 89%, I believe, is what is being consumed through a mobile device. And they're becoming so popular because people can, you know, select the podcast, go for a run, select the podcast and um, be gardening or whatever you want to do. I know I personally, when I think about podcasting, I think to myself, okay, is this a day where I want to learn something or is this a day where I want to be entertained or inspired? Mm -hmm. And so based on that, I will choose the different podcasts that I follow and one of the best examples I can give you with multitasking is I get kind of sleepy if I'm if I'm driving driving more than one an hour. So I like to turn on some of my mystery podcasts and then I'm really invested in the story and I'm paying attention to all the little details. And so I'm wide awake. And um, I think the other reason why podcasts are growing in so much popularity is celebrities, right? We've seen Joe mm -hmm. Rogan and many other celebrities that have started podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so there's just a, a growing, you know, mm -hmm. rumble where people are going, what podcast this? Okay. Yeah. Podcast that. What are you listening to? Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting when you say that because I've been at this for several decades now. And when I started, you know, there was none of this. So if you wanted to see me or hear me, you had to be there. You either had to have a radio locally or you had to be in that local radius of television. And yeah. it wasn't until 2000 that Internet came on. And I was one of the early adopters of Internet radio, which is what Voice America is. It's now a podcast, yeah. but it started out as Internet radio. So that was over 20 years ago. And I went on there for the sole reason of, gee, now people can hear me from all over the world. <laughs> you know, And I couldn't interview anybody locally unless I flew them in. And now you don't even yeah. have to do that. Now you can even now you can even do it remotely. And and that yes. you, you see it on the major stations. So it has changed so much. What you're talking about now just didn't exist until, you know, even 15 years ago. I mean, it just yeah. you didn't have what you had. So it makes it so accessible for everyone. Now anybody can do a radio show, if you will. You know, whereas when I started, you had to go to a radio station and a television station and either buy your airtime or they would give you a show or you worked for them. Yep. But you had to do that work physically. I think that's one of the amazing things about podcasting is it's accessible to anyone and it's accessible to anyone in the sense that I can have a podcast and you can listen to it anywhere. So it's accessible on both ends, user and creator end. And speaking of like, you know, how you're saying so many years ago, they didn't have um, anything even remotely close to what we're talking about now. Also, in the last couple of years, um, you know, Apple 
Samsung um, and all the podcast hosts have made podcasting even more accessible with these apps on our phone, with the different channels that you Mm -hmm. can tune in and grab your podcasts on. Yeah. And there's another factor also, because I've been on broadcast radio, broadcast television, as well as uh, internet and podcasts. The difference with internet and podcasts is you don't have FCC regulations. So for Mm. example, you know, if you're on a a broadcast radio or television station, there are things you can say, can't say, Mm. you have timing, you have commercials that come at an exact moment, not when you feel like taking them or in a podcast. You can just say, oh, well, let's keep taking going a little longer. We'll insert the commercial later. I mean, it gives yeah. you so much flexibility and anybody can do it. You know, the barrier yeah. to entry is so low, whereas yeah. before you really had to really talk your way into a station in order to do yeah. something like this. So it's really opened up a world of communication for so many people. One of the other aspects of podcast versus radio that I love so much, too, is that um, you can binge them. So you can listen to as many episodes right. as you want. Whereas like you're saying, you know, back in the day, you had to tune in at a specific time. Yeah. Whereas now you can just go say, Hey, I like that episode. Let me hear what else this host has to say and listen right. to the next two, three, five, ten 10 episodes. Right. Or you can record it or you can hold yeah. it, you know, which again is, is fairly new. What are the most popular genres, Tiffany of podcasts? Great question. Uh, true crime, music, fiction, and history. Interesting. What about health and wellness and spirituality? I think that they're important, but I think, um, you know, first of all, there's many different uh, categories, but there's also different. I have the feeling that a lot of people think that there's it's opinion based Right. So like I could be out there really talking about, you know, um, whole foods and then somebody else could be out there talking only about, you know, um, meditation. And so Mm -hmm. they're picking different they're cherry picking different categories. Right. So while they are popular, um, what really these are the more popular ones. um, But when you say uh, health and wellness, also finance and there was one other one. And those are the ones that actually get the most um, advertisement Mm -hmm. dollars. So mm-hmm. there's a difference between, you know, how many advertisement dollars people are giving out versus what's most popular. They, they don't go hand in hand, unfortunately, or oddly enough. Yeah. Interesting. And you said true crime, right? Mm-hmm. History. Yep. And what was the other one you said? Music and fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and that and that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, people want to learn. They want to be entertained. And so, it, yeah. you know, it hits all those bases. Yeah. What's the difference? And I get mixed up on this. Okay. Do we, for example, if if I said to you, I'm going to listen on Spotify or I'm going to listen on iTunes or Apple, yes. is that a network? Is it a host? What is it? It's neither. It's actually a platform. So that's the platform that you're actually listening to the podcast on. Okay. If you're talking about a podcast network, that one you would think of like Netflix, Hulu, NBC, CBS. It's it's like a broadcast network. It's got multiple. And what ends up happening is those podcasts in that network will benefit each other, will promote each other. And then you can also count all the downloads when you approach an advertiser. Your podcast host is where your podcast lives. So people have heard of um, Anchor, which is now Spotify because Spotify bought them out. Uh, Libsyn, Red Circle, Blueberry, Buzzsprout, I think I just said that, sorry. Um, But those are where your podcast lives. And those podcast hosts assign an RSS feed 
to your podcast. And that is how it's technically a podcast. Mm -hmm. However, when you said podcast network and you said something like Netflix, right? Or Amazon Prime, but those don't have just the audio component, Tiffany. They have both audio and video. So is there a podcast network? So for example, the pod, a network is when you said, for example, Netflix, Netflix isn't just audio. Netflix is really television, audio and video. Right. Um, So the podcast is going to be available anywhere. It's more of an affiliation and they can be video or they can be um, audio. It is most dependent on the affiliation. So like, oh, I'm part of the Hulu network. I'm part of the Netflix network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when CNN or MSNBC says, and listen to our podcast on. Yes. I understand. So it's still part of that big television, if you will, network, but it's ancillary because it's a podcast. That's important to know. You know, that's Mm -hmm. important. So interesting. How difficult or easy is it to create a podcast? Now, we know it's easy to get in. Anybody can do it. But how easy is it to really do it or difficult? Well, okay. The short answer is easy. The long answer is it's easy, but you want to do it with a little bit of craft so you can keep your listeners. When there's a barrier to listen, when you somebody keeps saying like, somebody has a noise in the background, somebody keeps clicking their pen, that kind of thing, you want to edit those things out. So yes, it's easy to start a podcast, but you want to be a little bit smart about it that you're removing these barriers to listen. Our brains want things to be easy. And when there's constantly a word being repeated or a sound in the background, our brain gets tired of trying to um, you know, weed that out. And it says, uh-uh, I don't want to do this. And so likely you're going to turn it off and you're going to listen to a new podcast. Um, the other thing that comes into podcasting is content. So if you don't know what you're going to record, you're probably not excited to record and then you just won't record. <laughs> so that's the other piece of it is being prepared and knowing what you want to talk about and not running out of ideas. So it's it's two components. One is the sound. You know, if you have if you have not good sound, right, and good content, people will tune out. And by the same token, the sound can be crisp, but if you don't have good content, people will tune out also. Yeah. You want to have a flow. You want to know what you're talking about when you have, you know, I have a consistency worksheet that I have on my website, um, virtually you.com and you guys go on there, download it. It will help you to know what you're going to talk about. There's little bullet points that will keep you on task. It'll keep you talking about what you actually want to be talking about. And it will help you to reroute in case you do go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So those are technical. The other question about that is, and those tips are great. Are those tips for people that both want to do it technically and and create it like technically meaning doing all of the work to publish it? Or does it mean content tips or both? Um, the consistency worksheet is for content. And as far as creating the podcast, um, you know... Some of the platform are some of the podcast hosts like Anchor and Buzzsprout. They're trying to make it easier for you when you upload your um, audio that you can edit it right on the spot. 
But, you know, there are things to consider, uh, like when you take out the word um, there's a breath before or after people have a characteristic. They're either taking that deep breath and then saying um, or they're saying um, and then they're taking their deep breath and thinking about it and coming in with their next thought. When you just zap the word um all the time, you know, that is dangerous because you mess up that natural spacing that we have when we speak. So there's a lot of a lot of um, platforms out there that will help you like edit on the spot. But I I think it's nice to have the human touch. And so you'd need a little bit of technical ability to do that. Right. And so that was the next question. What if you don't and you don't really want to do that? And then you bring someone in like yourself. Um, Now, does it get costly? Does it is it out of reach? It's the question. So I would say that um, the cost is not very um, consistent across the board. So, of course, in my business with podcast management, I've ran into many podcast managers and, you know, it's it's unbelievable the vast difference that everybody is charging. I try to be somewhere in the middle. Um, You know, you can get people for cheap off of Pfizer, Fiverr. But my cautionary tale is A, education and B, internet, which seems like, you know, why internet? Well, if they don't have a steady internet stream, they can't upload and publish your episode Mm -hmm. or they may not be able to download your episode because they don't have enough um, storage or enough um, free disk space to grab that audio file. So those are the things that you'd want to be aware of. And then when it comes, oh, go ahead. So how do you find someone? I mean, do you then listen to the podcast they've produced? That would be a great first start. I get most of my clients through word of mouth, people that are really happy and satisfied with my product. And then they go, okay, you know what? You've done a great job for me. Let me refer you to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And so mine has all come through word of mouth, which is actually kind of funny because when I very first started, you know, I did a ton of networking and I really wanted to meet people and dive in and learn as much as I could about the space and everything. Right. And it seems like in the last six months, all of that networking has really come to fruition. And I have people reaching out left and right to me. Hey, Tiffany, can you help me out? Can you help me out? I'd love to hire you. And, um, so, you know, I think word of mouth is great. I have reviews on my site. I know other people have reviews on their site. I would check that out. And then, you know, unfortunately, I think have discovery calls because A, you're going to figure out a personality. Can I can I work with this person? And B, you're going to find out the specifics like, oh, I thought yours included an audiogram, but I see that it doesn't. Oh, I didn't realize this was for a 30 minute episode, not a 90 minute episode. So those things are really important when you're looking at who you would want to hire and what they're offering. All right. We're going to take a break on that note. When we come back, we're going to talk to Tiffany Mason more about podcasting. You know, how does she help people? How do you use social media to promote your podcast? How do you promote it? What is an audiogram? We'll answer all those questions right after the break. We're here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. 
Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for the Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. My guest today is Tiffany Mason, and she is the founder of Virtually You, which is a podcast service that helps clients launch, edit, brand, and manage their show. She has her own podcast called Memories with a Beat, which dives into the importance of music. And she also, she did a lot of work with marketing and customer relations and commercial sales and has been an event promoter. And she has worked with this and her communication skills and media knowledge and marketing abilities have really helped her to move on and to do podcast producing. And she's passionate about podcast editing and helping people bring their ideas to fruition. So, um, and she also works with, you know, cleaning up, unnecessary background noises and writing up show notes and just helping you get your podcast up and running. And as I said before, we have worked together um, where she will do the, the technical part and I will do a lot of the coaching part and helping people again, write it or like write their book, if you will. And then then we get to the publishing part and that's what Tiffany has done when we have worked together. So, and again, she has her own podcast. So welcome back, Tiffany. Thank you, Patricia. All right. So let me ask you some questions that I think people ask you a lot. One is, how long should a podcast be and how often should you do it? So the question or the answer to how long it should be, industry standard is 22 to 44 minutes. 
Um, but what I always tell my clients is think about how much time you have to listen to a podcast. So do you have three hours like all of our Joe Rogan fans? Probably not. I know I have 15 minutes to the grocery store and 15 minutes home. That's what I have. <laughs> so I always tell people, you know, or like, how long do people run for? About a half an hour. So keep it in that that realm when you're thinking about who your audience is. How much time do these people actually have to be sitting down to be listening to a podcast? Probably while they're multitasking. The other one is how frequently. And I always tell my clients as frequently as you can consistently do. So if that's mm -hmm. once a month, great. If that's twice a month, fine. But the last thing you want to do is come out really strong, one episode every week, and then, oops, now I have to drop down to two, and oops, I still can't do it, and I drop down yeah. one more. Yeah. It's better to increase than to decrease. Okay, consistency. Mm -hmm. All right, what about if you are going to do the technical part on your own? Mm -hmm. What kind of equipment do you need? Well, there's a lot out there on the market. Um, you can start with something just as simple as Audacity, which is free on a Microsoft machine or GarageBand, which is free on an Apple machine. Um, you can upgrade from there if you want. Honestly, I have a blog on my website and it gives um, podcast resourcing for three different categories. I call them good, better, and best. And you can look really what kind of equipment you want, what kind of headphones you want, what kind of microphone you want to look at, if you need an audio mixer interface or not. Um, so there's not anything that I would necessarily single out. Um, I would just say go on the blog and check it out. But really, you can start free or, you know, you can upgrade. But what I would caution on is there's something called the pod fade. So you start your podcast, you're really excited. You get your first burning six topics out and then you're like, ah, oh, I don't know what I'm going to record now. So in that instance, I would say make sure you're really committed before you go out and buy all this equipment and then go, you know what? I said my piece and I'm kind of over it. And that happens. Mm -hmm. That happens to plenty of people. That's what happened during COVID. I mean, right now there's about 410 roughly um, active podcasts, meaning that they have put You mean out four, four, 410 or 410,000? 410,000. Okay. Whichever I said, <laughs> that's what I meant. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um, and, you know, there's there's millions of podcasts, but the ones that are active that have put out an episode within the last 30 days is about 410. So people. So that's say a that's half a million. That's less a little less than a half a million podcasts. Yeah. And the odds it, are really in your favor if you want to start one because of that. But that's a lot. I mean, a half a million is still a lot. It is a lot, but it doesn't even touch YouTube. Um, it, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room in the market. Promise. Right. Even though, even though there may be four, three to five million listeners, right, or three to five million podcasts, the active right. ones are the ones that you said are about uh, less than half a million. That's right. right. That are currently right. putting out new content. Mm -hmm. Now, in talking about putting out content. Mm -hmm. I want to talk about the importance of social media, and I just want to share yeah. this from my point of view. You know, when I started in this decades ago, there wasn't social media. And truly, um, you know, you were on a station because that's how you got in. So yeah. people would just turn on the station like they do now and they'd see you. Now, people would still promote, but you didn't have to promote as much because you were on that station that was already kind of carrying you, if you will. Now. Yeah. 
Even recently, um, up until a few years ago, I was on a major radio broadcast station, and they were promoting it all the time. However, I still promoted it. Now, it is different with podcasts. You're not mm-hmm. on a destination. This is destination. This is not something that you're turning on anyway and seeing it. So that means if you do not promote it, if you don't use social media, if you don't use a blog, if you don't get it out there and let people know on your own, if you don't do that, you will not have a podcast. Whereas that <laughs> wasn't so true on broadcast radio or television. You see it even now, you know, where I just turn it on and, and that's how I find the person. So it's it's there's much more promotion involved and promotion is mandatory when you're not known. If you're known, it's a different story, because if you're known, it's a different story with anything. People are going (laughs) to find you. right? Right. So talk about the importance of social media and how to use it. Right. So you are dead on when you say if you do not promote it, you will not have a podcast. Right. Or if you do not promote it, you will not be able to afford help either, Um, you know, People think that they're going to record, they're going to put their podcast out and it's going to blow up. Well, no, (laughs) because the algorithms are not in our favor on social media and there are a lot of podcasts out there vying for our attention. So, you know, how do you set yourself apart? How do you find those listeners and how do you grow that loyal following that will, uh, you know, say, hey, this is a great podcast. I want you to listen to it, you know, share with all their friends. So you do need to promote your podcast. You need to put it out on social media and be aware of what everyone is, um, you know, giving or what the social media platforms are giving attention to. So I know you and I put out a proposal and we started on our project. And, um, you know, one of the things was I was going to make a reel for this company. And, you know, it's six, eight months later. And I'm thinking, you know, I can make these reels, but the reality is that's not what Instagram is focusing on anymore. Instagram is now focusing on these carousels or, you know, just pictures in general, how they started. So I think you have to be aware of, you know, quote unquote, the times and Mm -hmm. be offering that to your audience in a way that the algorithms are in your favor. So now we would go back to them and say, hey, you know, we can make the reels for you, but what we really need to do is switch over to carousels. So be aware of that. Um, also that you would just be tagging the right people. I mean, like when you host your, or publish my, like when I publish my podcast, it asks for an author. I put my name plus the person. So if I have Patricia Raskin on Memories of the Beat and, you know, she's a big name and people really know her and they're following her and they go onto any platform and they look up Patricia Raskin. Now my podcast is going to come up plus anything else that she's been noted on. Mm -hmm. So that is another way to promote. You can promote your show notes being on a blog and then the blog leads to other things within your website or within your podcast. You can put them on a newsletter. And one of the the, the top two ways, the, the last two ways, sorry, that I'm going to explain to you is a promo swap. So I would say, you know, listen to Memories of the Beat. Uh, it's great music. We're talking about memories, that one song that brings back, you know, all those feelings. If you're feeling nostalgic, I would record that and I would give it to another podcast about music. Now their commercial is my promo. So we would swap. And then I would play their promotion on my podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's one way where you're using somebody else's audience that's already interested in music. The mm-hmm. other way that you can do it is by guesting on other podcasts or right. um, radio shows like this. So let's say that I'm really trying to get the word out about 
health and wellness, like you mentioned before. Now I'm going to co try to be on other podcasts about health and wellness Mm -hmm. so that I can say, Hey, and I have a podcast, go ahead and listen to it, blah, 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 blah. And then hopefully they put it in the show notes and make it, give a link for all their listeners to now listen to my, my podcast. Right. So it's cross promotion. Another thing is Mm -hmm. that the more high profile guests you can get on, the better because it, when they promote it, they cross promote mm-hmm. it. You're getting thousands of more listeners. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all of those things, but it it's a lot of time and effort in this work. And social media takes time. You know, posting yeah. and 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 posting online and on all of the different platforms, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, right, and LinkedIn, and saying, I mean, I do this on this show. So what will happen is the day before the day of something will go out on my social media saying, you know, please tune in. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite ways to get attention um, with anybody on any of the platforms, quite honestly, is an audiogram. An audiogram is um, usually a picture of the podcast artwork or it can be the episodic Mm -hmm. artwork. So that artwork that was for that specific episode. And then it has a waveform across it and it moves. And then you have the audio from the interview. I like to pick a really funny moment or a cliffhanger moment, or maybe I'll share tip two, but I won't share what tip one and three were so that they're inclined to go listen to that podcast. So I Mm -hmm. want to get them interested in it, but I don't want to give away Mm -hmm. so much information that they feel like they've listened to the whole podcast already (laughs) without listening to it. And then what yeah. I do is I use a, sorry, I use a one minute clip so that it's good for all platforms because mm-hmm. Instagram will only let you do one minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that way people are scrolling through and all of a sudden they see, and they're like, okay, wait a minute, here's the video. Okay. Something's going, let, let me listen really quick. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to stop the scroll, get the attention and hopefully get them to click on the episode link. Yeah. Something that I just did recently that's similar to that, that's also promoting is I gave a talk um, I, I did a series called Positive Aging recently, and so I did a talk on this. And what I did is I went through the interviews that I did on that series, and I picked out sound bites. And we actually, when I got to the slide of the person that was going, that was going, we played the sound bite. But so, for example, Tiffany, if you had been on the show, I would have then, you know, had a slide with you and your history and your bio, and I'd say, and here's what Tiffany said on my show. And I played the soundbite and I didn't do more than 45 seconds. They loved it. It was about an hour presentation. I played eight minutes, but I mean, I would go through and and talk about what positive aging was. And they would say, and here's what that expert said. Boom. And then I gave them the link. So if they, so they could listen to the whole interview. Yep. And that's what I'm talking about with these carousels that they're starting to do. So the first, it's usually four, three to five images and you can do one as a sound clip and you can actually make an audiogram that has multiple images within it. They're static images, but you can within the audiogram. Mm-hmm. But when you make a carousel, what you're doing is you're selecting, maybe you've made, a, maybe you have a template that has all facts and you have a template that has a quote and you have a template um, that has the audiogram. So you've shared a, a um, fact about, maybe it's a fact about obesity. Then you share a one minute clip about obesity from the interview. And the last one is maybe the bio from the person that you interviewed. That is considered a carousel. The cool thing about carousels is if you, well, on Instagram, um, the first time you see it, it's the first slide. 
let's say you go have lunch and you bring it back up and you're scrolling through again. Now you're going to see a different picture from that post. And then let's say you, you know, have the rest of your day and before bed, you're scrolling through your phone and oh, there's another picture. So it looks like you've had three to five different posts, but really it's one post and they're just showing the next image in the carousel to the people that are following you. Mm-hmm. So it's a promotion. It, it's a teaser, if you will. Yeah. It's a yeah. teaser. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it, it, yeah. So it's, it's very much about um, constantly getting the word out, but as you said, in little bites, right? Mm-hmm. Small bites so that yeah. you catch people's attention. Right. Yeah. And you, and some, it, one thing that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Remember what you're going to say. Often too, when you hear, when I'm listening to, for example, a news program online, or I'm listening to it in the car, almost always before they go to break, they say, and coming up in the next segment, boom, here's what you're going to hear. And and almost all of them do that so yeah. that it, it keeps you there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say that um, the one thing I want people to remember is that podcast numbers are not like social media numbers. So this is what I, this, this is a little fact I want to share with you. When you start a podcast, and you're trying to decide, you know, is my podcast being successful or not? Like, where am I? Podcast numbers are not even similar to social media numbers. Okay. So social media, you're going to have thousands of views and thousands of likes and all these kind of shares, right? With podcasts. Now these are stats from the Libsyn podcast, the feed and Libsyn is a podcast host. And I do trust them. They've been around over 18 years. And this is from May, 2023. If you have 150 downloads, you are better than half of all the podcasts that are out there. 150. I hope everybody's hearing me. Not 150,000, not 1,500, 150 downloads. You are better than half of all the podcasts that exist. And that is as of May, 2023. And and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. No, go ahead, go ahead. That, you know, they start their podcast and they're like, Tiffany, how am I doing? I'm like, Hey, you're climbing up there. You got 80 now. Okay. Now you got 120. And they're like, Oh, maybe I'll just quit. I'm like, why would you quit? You're doing great. They're like, I am. Yes. If you have 500 downloads or better, you are doing better than 70% of all podcasts, Whoa. only 500. So there is not a big jump between 50% better or 70% mm-hmm. better. Okay. So I really, I think that's one of the biggest things I want to stress is that podcast numbers are not the same as social media numbers. Very good. On that note, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk more to Tiffany, you know, about what are some of the challenges um, and really how do you get started when you're thinking about this? What's the first, what are the first things that you can do? Right. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we are talking to Tiffany Mason. And Tiffany is the founder of Virtually You, which is a podcast services firm that helps clients launch, edit, brand and manage their shows. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. 
Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the Patricia Raskin show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin show. Hi everyone and we are back. And we are back with Tiffany Mason, who's the founder of Virtually You, a podcast services firm that helps clients launch, edit, brand, and manage their shows. And this is one of my favorite topics because this is what I do. So mm-hmm. it's part of what I do. And so Tiffany's really talking about how can you do a, a podcast? And we're going to talk about something now we haven't talked about before. We've talked about numbers, but we haven't talked about how do you monetize and make money from a podcast? And can you, Tiffany? Yeah, you know, I think that this is important that we bring this up. We talked about what the numbers look like, right? And um, so everybody thinks they're going to start these podcasts and they're going to make all kinds of money because they hear the celebrities doing it or because they hear of a big company doing it. And I just shared those numbers with you. 150 downloads, better than half, 500 downloads, better than 70% of all the podcasts out there, right? Now, granted, that is within the first 30 days. You always want to look at your first 30 days numbers, but people want to monetize and they go, okay, now I'm going to reach out. No, most times you start monetizing after you get a thousand downloads per episode in the first 30 days. Okay. So how do people make money if they don't have these big numbers? What if they only have 500 downloads? What if they only have 150 downloads? Mm -hmm. There are plenty of ways still. There are a lot of podcasters that are putting a lot of information out there on their own time, using their time, not being paid. So 
what do they do? They reach out and they get a Patreon or a buy me a coffee link. This is very common practice in the podcasting space where you say, hey, if you found this episode to be you know, beneficial and educational, mm. would you you know, buy me a coffee? Would you donate and do Patreon? A lot of people who are doing that um, will have different layers or different tiers of donations. So let's say you do $5, maybe they're going to send you a sticker. If you do $25, maybe they should send you a shirt. There's different levels that you can sponsor at and they have different you know, things that they send your way. The other thing that you can do is affiliate links. So mm-hmm. you can have, um, um, you know, where you say, uh, today on Memories with a Beat, we're talking about this awesome microphone that, you know, this legend singer used. And there's a link in the show notes if you want to buy one too. When they buy mm-hmm. that, you get a small kickback. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. The other thing that you can do is have a local person sponsor you. So you may not be able to get Procter & Gamble or General Mills or whoever, right? But you might be able to get the law firm down the street if you're talking about law practice. You Mm -hmm. may be able to get a gym to sponsor you if you're talking about a product that you sell or a healthy lifestyle. So there are a lot of ways. There's a blog on my website about this as well. Um, You know, how you can just make money in alternative ways opposed to um, just um, the, the typical where, you know, some big ad big company sponsors you, you can also do, um, shoot, I lost my train of thought, um, where you do a subscription. So you, um, have your podcast, you're talking about it. And then you say, you know what, if you want these podcasts a week earlier, you can subscribe to my feed. You know, it's four 99 a month or whatever it is. But if you, if you have 150 people listening and 50 of those people buy in for four 99 a month, you're making mm-hmm. some pretty good money. So, you know, just talking about something that you already have enough passion about that you started a podcast, you know, and it will just grow from there. So, and then also you can promote any products or services that you have. So through my podcast, uh, I've had a a download on downloads that I was able to promote and it was something that people could just go pick up, whatever. Again, you know, just some low, low cost item that you're putting out there to kind of benefit the, you know, the podcast, the information that you're putting out there. Tiffany, what about, I've seen this before, I don't see as much now, where people pay for the podcast, you know, $5 an episode or $2 an episode. You don't see that as much. I saw that a few years ago. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Um, You know, I think that the trend fell off a little bit because people realized like, oh, I can't just talk about anything and have it be a subscription. Um, But there is one, and I'll give you a perfect example. There's one that I follow that is about parenting. And you know what she has for her paid um, um, episodes. <laughs> it is um, information about uh, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, all the things that all the kids are on. And I have a twelve-year-old, and she is just in the in the midst of all of those social media. So how to keep her safe? And it's a psychologist, and I like all of her other content. And I'll tell you what, that's probably the first one that I'm I'm really contemplating buying into that because I want to know how can I keep her safe you know, that's something that I will pay for. So you have to have content that people will pay for. Um, and, and with that being said, as far as content, I want to go back to the length a little bit. How long should the podcast be? And it would be as long as you have some value that you're putting out there. Don't have an hour long podcast, just have an hour long podcast, have an hour long podcast. If you can provide entertainment or mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. education, that's another thing to keep in and mind stories about the length, right? And stories, stories. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. What are the most challenging pieces of all this for you and for clients? 
Well, um, you know, some of the challenging things are um, background noises are really hard. They're baked in. It's mm-hmm. it's tough to explain without um, showing people. But the audiogram is, you know, a wave, right? But then it's got another sound behind it and you can't differentiate. So the only way that you could really do it is very advanced editing and you would have to charge so much money for it. Like um, I had an episode where this gentleman had these wood sole shoes. His wife was being interviewed and I had to reach out to the host and say like, listen, what is the deal with that noise? And he said, she said, oh, it was my guest's husband walking around with wood sole shoes Mm. on a hardwood floor. I said, I'm going to have to charge you so much to take those out because you had to do each sound individually. Mm. You can do it on a um, frequency spectrum, but it's not worth their time. It's not worth my time. So they ended up just re-recording. And so it's important to keep that in mind when you are recording that you are using headphones. The purpose of the headphones is to um, keep noise from coming out of your computer. Otherwise you get an echo. And I know you and I have experienced that a few times when we've been working with some of our clients. And then um, you want to make sure you're in a quiet space. I mean, I'm in my closet right now. I don't have any pride. Like I'm not embarrassed to say that I'm in the closet. It's where the better acoustics are. I don't get echo. I don't get feedback. I close all the doors. I have a sign that I hang. My family knows. My husband's not coming in to ask me a question. Um, One of the biggest things that people really overlook when they are recording or when they're being interviewed is their pet. And they think that their pet is so quiet. But if Mm. you have a dog and they shake, that collar makes noise. So Mm. no, they're not barking. They're not doing anything obnoxious, Mm. but it's still making noise. And if that's happening while I'm talking, that's another hard sound to get out. So it's just being aware of your surroundings. Um, It's just controlling the environment a little bit. And then, like I was saying earlier, um, you know, natural spacing when we speak. Mm. And sometimes people want every um to be taken out or every like to be taken out. And that's fine. But the reality is we don't talk like that. We have a few ums, a few likes, as long as it's not becoming obnoxious, some of those can be left in there. So, you know, just um, setting expectations, I think, for my clients and having them be pleased with the outcome um, is, is, you know, a delicate balance trying to figure out what their expectations are and what I can deliver. Right. All right. Tiffany, what would you like to leave our listeners with in terms of, you know, people are listening and Maybe they have a podcast or maybe they're thinking about it or maybe they're just an avid listener. What would you like to leave our listeners with and also to what you see coming down the pike for the future? Well, I don't think podcasting is going anywhere because it's a valuable resource and it's free. I mean, you can learn a lot for free. I've been learning Spanish, you guys, (laughs) for free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think that that is incredible. And it's like I said, when I get ready to listen to podcasts, I decide, do I want to be inspired? Do I want to learn something? Do I want to laugh? Or, you know, is it time for me to like really buckle down and focus on something that I need to know more about? So there's, if there's something you're interested in, I promise you there's a podcast about it. So if you're going to be going on a long drive or if you just know that maybe you, maybe you are a cancer patient and you know, you're going to be taking some treatments. That is a great time 
to keep yourself positive, to learn a new skill. You know, it doesn't require any energy from you. You can just simply sit and listen. And I know when I'm at the pool, that is one of my favorite times to listen. There's so much people watching to do. I don't want to read a book, but I still want to do something and have, you know, utilize that time. So it's a great time for me. Podcasting is going to stay around because people can multitask while it's going on. And, um, you know, it's a great way for you to promote yourself. You can show your expertise in your field and then you can say, hey, if you like this, I also offer a masterclass or I also offer an mm-hmm. online gym program mm-hmm. or, you know, other services. So it's a great way. People think that they're going to start these podcasts and they're going to get a quick return on their investment. I will right. say podcasting is mostly a long game. You yeah. are hoping to, you know, accrue more and more listeners each month that come back and keep listening to your content. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they go check out your website. They check out your guests. They buy the book you were talking about. You know, there's a lot of um, indirect benefits with podcasting. And I just personally love it so much. I love my little podcast about music and I get to talk to people. You can feel it. I've had so much... so much exploration with music, yeah. the way that it's created yeah. and how yeah. it affects people, how yeah. you can hear a song, I hear a song, yeah. and we get yeah. a totally different message. It blows my mind. Yeah. And um, I've just had a blast with it. So the last three years of my life, I feel like yeah. I never knew what I wanted to do when I grow up. Um, and I think I have finally found it. And I love the community. I love oh, other podcasters. And it's, it's been life-changing and I finally understand how people can work from morning to night. Cause I could do the same thing with podcasting about podcasting, listening to yeah, podcasts, yeah. you know, consulting. I just, I love the entire space. Yeah. And I understand. And it's wonderful to have you on the program before we go tell people how to find you. Yes. Oh my goodness. Please go to uh, social media. It's going to be at virtually you podcast VA as in virtual amplification or you can go to my website, which is virtuallyuva.com. There's blogs, free resources. There's my podcast. There's podcasting tips. And then, of course, my services. If you guys need some help, you started your podcast and you're realizing, I do want a little bit more quality, but I don't have time to devote to this. Hand it over to me. I erase the headache between recording and publishing your business podcast mm-hmm. to keep your listeners coming back. Wonderful. And virtually you is V-I-R-T-U-A-L-L-Y-U-Y-O-U. Virtually Y-O-U.com. Okay. Thank you so much, Tiffany. It's been just been great to have you on. And I share your enthusiasm about about this work. It is. It's awesome. Wonderful. Thank you yeah, so you, much, Patricia, for the opportunity. Awesome. I appreciate it. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, If you are looking to do your own podcast, um, I've interviewed over 5,000 guest experts in my career, and I would love to help you, and Tiffany would too. So uh, write to me, Patricia, at PatriciaRaskin.com. You can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin Raskin Resources. And if you'd like a copy of my newsletter, which comes out the first of every month to see the wonderful guests I have on the program, again, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.